Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said do the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. y'all and welcome to the paper jam podcast where every single week we use a paper trading platform to randomly move all of our fake money from one stock over to a different one uh, and even though the money is fake you know our emotions are still very real my name is mike morrissey and i'm joined by my co-host kenny the mustard freak gray howdy howdy michael how's it going Gee whiz willikers, Ken. I sure have been having a hell of a cowboy day i got up at the crack of 4.15, got the cattle out on the ranch, and boy, does it stank. Hee-wee, if I ain't been up since 4.20, my man, and I'm not talking about the marijuana. Hey, Mike, how's if, it going? If you think that you're an <laughs> early you riser. you think, if you think. I want to do a quick shout-out to, we noticed, um, or I, not that we noticed, but we used to make fake Jeff Foxworthy jokes uh, many years ago. And we did this fun jag that you can, you and your friends can get in on, which is we try and make the you higher every time. If you think. It didn't think, matter what the joke if was. If you think. Oh, and if you think that you <laughs> wear your underwear five, ten days in a row without changing it, you might be a redneck. And if you. <laughs> that olive oil is a type of truck, something that trucks run on in Italy. You might be a redneck. <laughs> when you come to LA, well, let's do a paper jam, uh, the paper jam Patreon uh, bonus episode, the after hours. We should do a, a, a review of the blue collar comedy tour. Wow, boy, did I and see what we think. Did I, you loved it. Didn't you? I oh, did. you, I really did. I, uh, I got it off Napster. I believe I uh, downloaded it illegally. Criminal! Of course, I was a child. But I was a child. I loved it. You I really did. It was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was fun. I mean, I wasn't alone in that. It was hugely popular. <laughs> that and Dane Cook helped shape a young. Oh my like, god! God, I must have been twelve at the time. Yeah, I loved it. Everybody our age. My my friend uh, went to my friend in uh, middle school went to Best Buy and he was really big into comedy. He knew all the good comedy stuff at the time. <clears throat> and he was like, I went to fucking Best Buy the other day and I was trying to get the new Nick Swardson, very funny comedian that everybody knows, Nick Swardson CD. And I went to the lady and I was like, hey, do you have the new Nick Swardson CD? And she goes, uh, uh, blue collar comedy he was like no <laughs> i do i will say i remember like larry the cable guy i remember like watching some of it on comedy central and being like this is actually very funny but i can't remember any of the jokes minus if you think there was it was if you think and then there was bill angball's <laughs> here's your sign that was his thing yeah. which was sort of like a watered down version of jess foxworthy jeff foxworthy was clearly here's the your king sign of that. that you're a regnet is that what it was Larry, yeah, it was like, a, a, yeah, everyone who's stupid should have to wear a sign. Is that what it is? Idiot sign? Something like that. And Larry was the young Sounds one. Sounds like a real side splitter. And Jeff revived Ron's career with that tour. He, oh, he did. Apparently that's the tale, is that Ron White was kind of on the outs or in destitute or something. Not as hot as he was in that tour. I think Ron was an older guy when Jeff was coming up. So kind of a... And Classic Larry. all ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Larry, I don't know if I'm going to call him the young buck, but he was he in that was time. Just, yeah, like it was, he was the newer person that like everyone was like, what the? He was a sensation. And just in case all of you do not know, in case you're the one person who doesn't know this, that's not his real voice. If, yeah. Whoa. Uh, what? I didn't La know that. Larry the yeah. cable guy. Later? That's a voice he puts on. Really? What does he talk like? 
like this. Really? And it's and he says like I had family in the South or something like that. And every time I go down there, you know, I'm a real mimic. So I like to pick up the accent. And so then I just started making it a character. So Larry the Cable Guy is a character. Obviously, Larry the Cable Guy is a fake I, name, but yeah, I think I did know that he was a char- that it was a character. Was he from like Maine or something? No, I think he's from like Virginia or something. Not he's from like the South, yeah. but not the Deep South. I, I just feel like he's he's making jokes about butt cracks and it, and do you think the role of Mater was made for him? Mater I, uh, is a role that he played in a film called Cars Two by Disney. I, I hope so. And by the way, the, Mater has a line in that movie that made Mater. me laugh out loud, <laughs> which is when was it? he goes to court. And he's like, instant, something happens really fast and Mater says he'll be his lawyer. And then like he gets convicted like without ever anything happening. And then Mater just leans over and goes, that'll be $40,000. <laughs> Dude, you know I lapped my ass off during that movie. Yo, well, it holds up. Speaking of content that's good, <laughs> let's talk about the opposite in this show. Kenny, what is this show? Uh, so, Mike, about 38 weeks ago, we uh, started with $10,000 of fake money. And every week, we randomly move it from one stock to the next. Last week, our money was in Tesla, or Tesla, and this week, our money is Tesla. in... Spotify. Spotify. Wow. What a hot, this- hot topic. Hot, this is a hot ticket for us. Um, I am very excited for this because I don't know anything about this stock. I don't know how much it costs. Um, I do have some opinions on Spotify, but it seems like the uh, the millennial uh, siren song of just a, a company that we all saw. I mean, we're 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 thirty year old men. I remember mm-hmm. like when the idea of a streaming platform paying instead of paying ninety nine cents on Apple Music for or on iTunes for a song, fifteen twenty dollars a month for as many songs as you can handle. Uh, I remember being very excited by that, but it seemed like a, a pipe dream, a very unattainable thing. And look at it now; it, it's it's become the absolute mainstream. Yeah, that transition from music as a product to music as a service. And I want to mm-hmm. I want I want to ask you Mike, do you use Spotify? Here's the thing. My family, my dad came to me one day and said there's a plan that I'm on with my phone or something that I get Apple Music, so all five of you can use it. All five of us can use it if you all pay me $25 a year. And I was like, Ah. I had Spotify, so I was like, that's a way better deal. I'll just do that. And you know what, Ken? I had it for a year or two years, complained about it all the time. I still pay my dad the $25 a year. I still have it, and I also pay for Spotify. Wow. Okay. So you're and I'm so- a psycho about subscriptions. <laughs> I don't like spending money. I have to get rid of it. But like, but I left it because I always say Apple Music. Wait, wait, you what? left Apple Music or you left Spotify? I left Spotify initially because I had this cheaper but Apple you're Music. Back. So I was like, you're back. Now. But now I'm back, baby. Both. Both. I have both because I don't. I shouldn't have both. It's gotten away from me that I have to get rid of it. But I, it's only twenty five bucks a year. Um, but Apple Music is is very good if you know exactly what you want. Like for uh, the example I like to use, if you're a guy in his mid fifties and you just say, "I love listening to Bruce Springsteen," Apple Music is for you. It's there. The playlists they're easy. The videos are all there. Whatever you like. The thing is, I started using it, and I still am a little stunted of people like, you might ask me, what kind of music do you like? You're stunted by if it's not something you've saved and you already like. You're not, their new shit is, their like Discover is trash. Trash. And the biggest thing that I love about Spotify is it's always showing you new music. It's all, the algorithm for like, hey, you listened to Grimes the other day. Uh, you should listen to this. It's fantastic. That's Spotify. If I had to pick one of my favorite reasons for Spotify, it is that is that their discovery engine is really good. It pushes you to get it, like gives you more of the same, but then also something new. It's really they've they've done a great job 
uh, with it. So you're saying I didn't ever think about that, but music, you get music videos too. Yeah. No, I, I don't use them, but I bet if I was 55 and I was like, whoa, I've never seen this video <laughs> for band on the run. That's wings, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about Spotify specifically. Um, so Spotify Technology SA is a digital music service offering music fans instant access to a world of music. The company Ooh. operates through the following segments, premium and ad supported. Uh, the premium segment provides subscribers with unlimited online and offline high quality streaming access of music, podcasts, music and podcasts on computers, tablets, and mobile devices. Users can connect through speakers, receivers, televisions, cars, game co consoles, and smartwatches. I'm burping up a storm. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you're, you're choking. Get, get a little bit of, I get a little bit of <laughs> indigestion. you need help, I'll take over. No, 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 no. It also offers a music listening experience without commercial breaks. The ad-supported segment provides users with limited on-demand online access of music and unlimited online access of podcasts on their computers, tablets, compatible mobile devices. It also serves both premium subscriber acquisition channel and a robust option for users who are unable or unwilling to pay a monthly subscription fee but still want oh. to enjoy access to a wide variety of high-quality audio content. The company was founded by Daniel Eck and Martin Lorenzenton in April 2006 and is headquartered in Luxembourg. The listed name for Spotify really? is SPOT. Yeah, it was started in Sweden. Wow. Those Swedes. Okay. So I loved unable and unwilling to pay. All right, Mike, I'm gonna launch into everything I know. And I'm I'm gonna just I'm not you can feel as normally we've done this before. Feel free to stop me, ask questions, break up the train. It's not just gonna yeah, be a down to dump. Is this like in the 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 Patreon bonus episode where where there's an episode on NFTs that's just you talking for forty for forty straight minutes, which we I said you should do. All right, I want to get it clear. I'm not shitting on you. Here we go. Go. I received a degree in business. I also received a minor in music business. Mm. So when I was in college, Spotify came out. My friends Andre and Matt had it the moment it came out in 2011. I signed up for Spotify in 2011 as well. I've had it since then, so I've had it now for about a decade. Uh, really quick, do you how did uh, Matt and Andre how did Matt and Andre find it? Do you no have idea. Any, any they're those, they're those kinds of guys. Okay. Keep they were going. on the blogs. So, uh, I had this amazing teacher, Martin Hurley. He, you can check him out. He's a music lawyer, fantastic guy. Uh, gave me this book called something, The Musical Digital Revolution. It's this little book um, that you can find at the Berkeley Bookstore about mm. the music business and how the internet changed it. Uh, one of its main suppositions is that the that it wasn't that Napster destroyed the music business. It's that the physical business of selling vinyl and CDs was actually the exception to how the music industry works that before that music had always been sort of a thing that's hard to monetize outside of live performance, that like the ability to sell a recording was the new thing and Napster sort of knocked it back down to it being a more, uh, you know, I see. So that that was that the amount of money artists were making in the seventies, eighties and nineties was actually an unrealistic amount to expect for artists. Anyways, so this that's just like a kind of devil's advocate I, position. I never thought about not not well, just to break it up of of me just mindlessly speaking. I never really thought of it of people being like this is the death of the the music industry and it's like this really has only been happening for since the 70s, right? Like even the 60s I don't know how much people were making on albums and shit like that. I guess, it, but like it used to be that records were promotional tools for live performances, and then it yes. flipped once records became the profitable thing. The performances were promotions to buy albums, but what's not really seen is all the amount of artists who didn't make a lot of money because people like Michael Jackson, Led Zeppelin, you know, the industry had more control. Anyways, the internet opened up doors, but Spotify, anyway, Spotify comes along, Spotify like you said, offers, hey, instead of buying individual songs, you can pay per month and you can listen to as much as you want. 
Now, obviously, it's become the dominant streaming platform and artists aren't getting paid enough. Something I agree with mm -hmm. point blank. I'm not here to not here to mm -hmm. dispute that, but I want to get into the business model of it with you. So people are asking that Spotify pay a penny per stream, which I agree probably would lead to a living wage for a lot of artists. The problem with that is that that creates a fixed cost for Spotify. They have a fixed their revenue per month is fixed, like Netflix. And if yeah. streams are variable, that means there could be months. If all of a sudden, you know, streams keep getting higher and higher and higher, and they have yeah. to pay a fixed amount. As it works now, Spotify pays you your portion of the pie. So, pie. Say, so they make $3 billion and say there's a trillion streams. And your band had 0.0001%. Of oh. those streams, you get 0.001% of, of 10% right. of the revenue that they made. So this is the uh, this is the this is the piece of the pie that we're allocating to pay artists. So here's something I remember from college, something I think gets lost in the conversation about Spotify now, which is Spotify when it first started didn't have everything. It notably had mostly indie music which is why my friends were all about mm. it. It was a great place to discover indie music because it was another channel, right? Like artists back then on the internet were trying to get their music out as much as possible. People who weren't on Spotify, Taylor Swift, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, right? All these huge, because their catalogs are owned by yeah. record companies because, and this here's another, oh, <laughs> we'll continue this train. Record companies own recordings, musicians own the, songs the underlying songs so yes in order for spotify to get large music catalogs they had to go, not go strike deals with the artists they had to go strike deals with the labels and at the time yeah. i remember my teacher saying this is bad because what happened is someone like universal <clears throat> says sure you can have our entire music catalog of every famous artist in the world but you have to pay us $20 million pre the divide of all the other artists. Ugh. Does that make sense? That So they were getting paid and they'd still be getting paid after and they had a massive upfront payment. They're shrinking the pie for everyone else, including their own yeah. artists, right? Because there's a deal. They're making this separate deal, not with the artist, but with universal. And so Spotify pays 70% of its money to rights holders. The problem is most of that money goes to record labels. Okay. So the beef is not just with Spotify because part of Spotify's argument back in like 2014 was we can, you can increase the amount that we want to pay to artists, but it doesn't matter if the record label is always taking 95% of whatever we give them. Yes. So, that's the so in conclusion the net the other piece of it i think this is a very interesting solution someone proposed right now you pay what nine let's call it 10 bucks a month 10 bucks yeah. a month to spotify you then your ten dollars is then divided proportionally by what everyone's listening to so say drake has 10 percent of all listens on spotify that means yes. one of your dollars goes to drake what people are arguing is that if you never listen to Drake, your money shouldn't go to Drake. Mm. Your money should be divided. They should take By what, what you I'm pay. listening to. Correct. Take your monthly percentage, take your monthly payment, look at your distribution of artists and pay the artists according to what you listen to. Interesting. <clears throat> And what is Spotify? Do you what do you think they have to say about that? No the problem too much work? is, well, they entered all these probably insane deals with record labels to get the content on there. So they're yeah. they don't have one deal with all these people. They have a million deals with a million people. Complicated, deep, legal, crazy right. label deals. And not every country pays the same amount per stream. Also, you get you get paid less. If the people listening to your music are free subscribers, you get paid oh, more. So oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The free instance, people are listening to yours, so you're getting a right, less. 0.0. 0 
five percent because of the pie. free is only paid for by ads, so there's less money. So it's that piece of the pie. However, spot. I read. Here's an interesting stat to show this in South Korea, where they never, where there is no free option for Spotify. Artists make more money. Why is that? Because the money is coming from there's everyone's paying. Their people are paying more into the system. Mm. Okay, because they, you get paid. Obviously, you get paid less for the free ones. So, like, say, like, say, like, there's a million, uh, there's a million premium subscribers, and then there's ten million free. No matter the number of free, the amount that free money, the amount of money that goes towards artists from free subscribers comes from advertising, which is a fixed amount of money, as opposed to premium, which is a variable amount of money. Now, I have two questions for you. Okay. If you look up, <clears throat> let me look it up. Let me see. Um, <clears throat> I'm not seeing Tom Flash and the Lightning Band on Spotify, <laughs> but I see Tom Flash. No, I see Tommy Flash. What happened to Tom Flash and the Lightning Band? It's not, it's it's not, not on a, Spotify? I took it down at the time because when the band broke up, I didn't want to get involved with um, uh, having to split the money with anything. I just put it up free online, and I was like, if any money comes in from <clears throat> sales of music, I'll send you guys. You don't want to deal with it. But I was like, whatever. Let's just like demonetize everything and let people listen to it. Because um, then if, if I was Other- there, but I'm not making any money off. I have music on Spotify under Kendo, and I'm not making anything. Well, that was my other question. A really quick micro second question. Sandwich. It's it's the, the sandwich meat of the question. Do you know there's another Kenny Gray on on Spotify with one N? This guy's a douchebag. I, <laughs> I mean, I haven't this checked that out. This guy's terrible. Meant to be. Ooh. Let's stop advertising this other Kenny Gray. Um, how much money would a band like Tom Flash and Lightning Band, your high school college band, <clears throat> who had two album an album or two on Spotify, make overall? Not a lot. I have a be- I have a good way to exemplify this, which I looked up. So, um, in August 2021, Bieber broke Spotify's record for most all-time monthly listens ever. Right. So theoretically, okay. this is a guy who's going to make a lot of money off Spotify. While those numbers are obviously impressive, Spotify reported pays per stream to him as 0.004 per stream. So for 83.3 million listens, he received $333,000. What the fuck? Comparatively, Thriller, that album over his lifetime, Mm -hmm. another huge record, made Michael Jackson $4.1 billion. Now, we have to, like I said before, though, how much do you have to take into account that buying music was the main way people were making money? And is it fair? Like saying, like, it'd be like saying, like, hey, John Rockefeller used to make a lot of money off oil. How come I don't make a lot of, I guess that's a bad example, but like energy or something when there used to be like a monopoly, when there used to be a monopoly on an industry, you'll never make as much money as when there was a monopoly on that industry. Exactly. I'm getting into coal mining and this shit is just drying up on me. How is that fair to me? I overall think though, Mike, that they should be paying the artists more. I think the record, the record labels forever are fucking people over artists. Spotify has made attempts to do independent deals with artists and the record labels get mad at Spotify and threaten to pull their music. Hey, you stop that. They're like, hey, we'll make Spotify labels. And then Universal's like, hey, knock it off. Exactly. So I'm at, the, I'm at the unfair, I'm at the unliked opinion that I think that the artists are wrong and that the labels are right. They're the smart ones. <laughs> They're the ones who are thinking the thoughts and making all the money, organizing the money. Why are they not getting more? I, they get a lot. They get a 80% lot. 80% is lot. too small. No, it's disgusting when you find out like how much somebody like breaks it down of like this person makes this album and overall it makes this much money. The record there gets 80%. They get the, and then they get 18%, but then you got to split that with the producers and anybody who had a writing credit on the song and this and that. And it's just like, I got into this business because I wanted to make money. Not because I like music. There's always that position. There's this heart. There's a position that exists in the arts and has always existed, which is, uh, 
well, you got to hustle. Music is a hustle, right? That's sort of like, well, I'll sign any deal with the record label because God, music is so hard and it's really, it's a bad, it's a hard mentality and it causes a lot of problems of like, you know, there's so many stories of so many artists that like sign a deal at 18 that like you're going to make 10 albums and you always make 1% of all the money. Yeah. I, I like, needed okay. to take it. I'm on. I'm, uh, it's a predatory I industry. <laughs> I had to take it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you signed a deal with Tom flash when you were 17 and they said, just you'll make 1% of the next 10 albums you make. I would just be, blasting out albums under a under a different name as fast as I could. I think Weird Al signed a 10 album deal in like 1985 and he just completed it like 4 years ago. Really? Yeah. Just goddamn, give me be done with this thing. That's insane. How do you feel about this Taylor Swift? She took it back. This is old news. She, they don't, like you said, they don't own the recording, they own the song, so she just re-recorded all of the songs that she owns. I think that's awesome. Prince did that, too. It's a great way. Look, record labels are like, uh, I don't know, it's a good, the artists do wield that power, right? Like, uh, good for yeah. her for doing that. I think it's awesome. I love when artists in general do that. There is a little bit, uh, there was another, you know, quandary that was posed in my um, music industry class, which was, do you really think like the great grandkids of an artist should continue to make billions of dollars off their like yeah. great grandfather's catalog uh, at a certain point? Shouldn't like another, I don't know, this is a totally separate topic, but it used to be that artists songs went into the public domain 25 years or 27 years after they were released. And now it's a hundred years. But if you can imagine, like, imagine anything that was oh, released oh. 27 years ago would now be public domain, free to use. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, that's crazy. Isn't that because, uh, like, it, Disney was a big part yeah, of that, right? It's Disney. They were like, Mickey Mouse. If you make an illustration, yeah, it can be public use after 10 years. And then Mickey Mouse at nine years, they were like, wah, let's get our <laughs> expensive lawyers to push it to uh, 50 years. 50 years later, let's do another 50. It's 100. Works no one's going to touch it. I believe it's works of corporate authorship have a protection of 120 years. That's fucking psychotic. <laughs> Let me draw Mickey or Goofy or any of the gang. <laughs> Let me draw him. I'll draw him doing all sorts of stuff. Mike, I want to know what I want to know. Uh, what have you been listening to on Spotify? To get that's away from to get away from this big, you know, that's how I feel. Well, let me actually let you respond. How do you feel about all that stuff? No opinion. I know I just talked at you for like hey. twenty minutes. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't care. No opinion. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by that stuff. I mean, it is it. I mean, <clears throat> I think that kids in high school now probably don't give as much of a fuck about it as we do. Of of they don't want. I don't even think the idea of making music. And I think they're smart enough to even understand it's like being in a band is not what makes you you rich. Drake making a song is what makes him rich. Drake being Drake is what makes him rich. Being a personality is what makes you rich. You, you know what I mean? I, I don't think there's this, as much of an expectation. I'm sure there is to a degree, but that that you make a band and you get rich. So I'm but uh, like watching the transition from owning my CDs to then, trying out these services and now I'm addicted to these services and I love them. Um, I'm fascinated by it, especially it seems like Spotify is our guy. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like our, our group of, uh, of, of folks who came around and this stuff came, like we see Spotify as, as good. It's like, I'll pay for Spotify cause I want to support what they're doing. I always imagine a, a, a group of music scientists who look like you finding out that I listened you know, like finding out that I listened to uh, like like an album or something and they're like, okay, Mike, listen to this. So he's got a, how about this and this? And and they're going into little clubs where people are playing and being like, this is going to be good for my Spotify research. <laughs> That's what I kind of imagine. I, I um to answer a question, I did uh, like that. I, I kind of came out of the woods. I got Spotify a few months ago in the pandemic because I was so sick of it, of of not having anything new to listen to. I'm talking shit on Drake. I love Drake. But I, 
can't be like, I want to listen to good music. Let me put on Drake again. I, I can't hmm. do that. So we'll go ahead. You were about to say something. Oh, no, I was going to say Spotify and Spotify has become a great place for discovery and to get, you know, new stuff. So yeah. you went. So like, would you say you use Apple Music to listen to your like main I don't space? use Apple Music at all anymore. It just oh, sits okay. there. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it just kind of sits there. Because I got Apple Music, uh, I got Spotify because I was like, I want to start <clears throat> learning about more music. I did something that is very lame. We've all done it, but I, I can't recommend it enough. You know, I was bored. I was uh, working out a lot, and I was like, when I was working out, I was like, I'd like to just put an album on all the way through. That's uh, oh. And when I was working, too, I was like, I would, I would like some new albums that are just fun to listen to all the way through. And I, I posted on social media, I was like, hey, guys, it doesn't have to be the best album of all time, but like, can you list an album that you enjoy start to finish? Like you don't skip. Uh, and I got a lot of really, really great recommendations on there. I've been jamming to a lot of them. One thing I'll say this, this band is, uh, this group is, uh, pretty famous, but I'm very big into Knox fortune. Uh, I do not know. That sounds familiar. I don't really know who that uh, is though. He's a Chicago guy. Uh, a good friend of mine posted on that and was like, hey, like, this is my friend, but he's really good. Uh, and there's a, there's an album called Stockchild Wonder that I was just like, <clears throat> put on. And I was like, whoa. I was just like halfway through and I was like, I was working. And I was like, I can't. This is fucking awesome. It's really, really great. It's really enjoyable. I, I highly recommend it. Well, check out Knox fortune everyone you haven't heard of Knox fortune he's done stuff with like chance the rapper and the chicago folks i just looked up Knox fortune on spotify and i have apparently hearted his song lil thing oh yeah it's a great song it came out in 2017 but you gotta, but you gotta go to stock child wonder i think it's the first full album that he made and it's I'll check just that out. really good uh also, you you've been you've been on the Remy Wolf train with me. She she put out her first yep. album, and it's just is so fucking good. Uh, well, this is this is why Spotify is good because a big part of what it got what it got rid of was that hesitancy to try because you had to pay money, right? Yes, this, exactly. This sort of buffet of music, this all you can eat buffet of music, is like, yeah, I'll check out Knox Fortune. There's no, why would I not? As yeah, there's no repercussions here. As opposed, to like, well, I'll pay a penny to listen to one of his songs. I even remember my mom distinctly telling me in Walmart, I went to go buy uh, the <laughs> album Elephant by the White Stripes, which had, um, uh, what's that? What's the name of that song? Seven Nation Army, Seven Nation Army, Seven Nation Army. And my mom said, don't buy a whole album just because you like one song. Because the rest of the album mm. may not be like that song. I went on to love that album, but it stuck yeah. with me. And she's not wrong. It's like 10 bucks is a lot of money to spend if you don't know what the rest of the album sounds like. Now it's like fucking throw a play playlist with a thousand songs. And I'll just put it on shuffle and <laughs> not even know Can anything. I, yeah. Can I tell you, uh, the first time I ever bought an album, it was because I liked one song. Do you want to know what it was? Ricky Martin. Uh, no, give me one more guess. Uh, when do you think? What do you, uh, around the time I bought my first album, Bon Jovi, and I, uh, I that would be so much better. Uh, it's my life, and it now won't never. Uh, it is so much better than. Oh shit! I tried to I tried to play it on, but it, <laughs> it went on my headphones. Um, what is it? Just say it. Uh, I oh no. <laughs> What is your first album that you ever downloaded or bought? Oh, bought? Uh, Running with Scissors <laughs> by Weird Al. And I remember because my parents really? made a big deal of it because my parents are both music music nerdos. Do you um, think they, your dad was pissed that he was like, let's no. put on your first ever album, son? And it was like, Zzz. No, they liked it. They liked Weird Al. Um, they were very supportive uh, of my weirdness. <laughs> um, they shouldn't have been. All right, you found are you it ready yet? to find more time. Are you ready to hear the song that I that I bought for the first time in my life? The yeah. album. 
it's attached Come to on, a man. Bluetooth. <laughs> it's attached to a Bluetooth speaker in the other room. We have to go oh, to a break God. in like a minute. I know, and my phone is my phone is fucking broken. <laughs> Mike, did I. Oh, you bought this album? I bought Eiffel 65's Europop. Mike, I loved this album as a kid. It is really insane when you actually look at it. Isn't there a song about PlayStation on there? I don't know. You don't know? know. Okay, I know that there is. I love that album. Let's really you love you love the album. As a kid, I went and re-listened to it recently. It sounds insane. It's been crazy. Even that, even Blue Dabadi, like electronic music has come such a long way since then. I go back and I'm like, whoa, this sounds like the presets on the shittiest <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. They're they're 2001? Is that 2011? That's when this no, no. no, no, no. It came out in 2001. Uh, okay. Uh, so that was the first album I ever bought because I was just like, cool. I bought it at Toys R Us. Um, it, it's a, it's, I'm glad you were so supportive. It's kind of a shitty, uh, shitty album to buy for the first time, but I, I, I burned it dry. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did you have any hit clips? Hit clips? No. Do you know what hit clips are? Yeah. Those are the little, little, um, like SD cards you stuck in like a little boom box thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd get keychains and it would be like 30 seconds of of uh, some stupid band doing some like, doing like the Lizzie McGuire theme song. Oh, I also want to uh, quickly throw it out there to everyone. Uh, right before we go to break, you just reminded me of the 30 seconds. You know how people say, I think you're allowed to use seven seconds of a song before it incurs copyright. Oh, God. No, nah, that doesn't matter for our podcast. No one gives a shit. No one's checking in on no, us. No, Ken. Europop, iPhone 65 is going to come for us. Just know that nine times out of ten, no one will ever find what you used unless you're uploading it as part of your song. But uh, you can use no percentage of any song for any amount of time without the copyright holder's permission. Uh, they bang that into our heads real hard. Unless it's fair Wait, use for education, you can use it. Or if you're commenting on it, if you're critiquing, like you're doing a show about music and you're commenting on the music, but if you're just in a show and you're just using like seven seconds of a song, it, it's not allowed. They just won't give a shit. It's like become like yeah. a colloquial rule, but like you could still theoretically get sued for using seven seconds of a song if it was illegal. Wouldn't it suck if we got sued for that? What I just happened? Good. Bring it on. We'll s- <laughs> and we'll, we'll find out if we, we get sued the after the break. Bye. We do need that publicity. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> and we're back. Speaking of what you said right before the break, that we could use some publicity. You know what was great publicity? You're talking about what what is uh what are albums I listen to today, um, or what am I listening to on on Spotify? Uh, I still I'm a very very big Fall Out Boy fan, as everybody is. Uh, Take This to Your Grave, that was a really great album. They, of course, had From Under the Cork Tree, which is a great album. Great publicity stunt when Pete Wentz took his dick out and they took a picture of it. (laughs) Great publicity. Do you you remember remember when that that happened? No, I don't. He was one of the, I don't want to say he was one of the first, but he just like unsolicitedly like leaked purposely, I'm sure it was on purpose, leaked a picture of his dick on the internet and everyone went Fall Out Boy was very famous and then it just added to the clout because he's kind of the front man of the band he's not even though he's not the singer he's the bass player he is the front man of the band uh they, they he was me, the dreamboat they strike me as a band that are very famous we're so into like such a hot white flame for, oh yeah like just that specific time that Fall Out Boy is still like the biggest band to a certain group of people. But then I to feel me. like to, to like Gen Z, they have no idea really who they are. Am I correct yep. in that? They know them from being like when you're watching a football game and it's showing a commercial and they're showing highlights and it's like, I'm on fire. 
And they're like, wow, that's crazy. This is one of my favorite bands. And when it's like, what do you think about their past six albums, Mike? I'm like, ah, I just don't really have any opinions. <laughs> but you put them on and they're good. But just uh, never has there been a band that uh, their first two albums were just so, so good. My buddy Last Will question, is like that with Weezer. Weezer is, is really great. Uh, Will, uh, Will Gianetta, who's a friend of the pod from the Nintendo episode, commented Pinkerton when on that post that I did. It was like, this is a per- great album to listen to all the way through. And I did. I had, a, I had an awesome time. Last quick question for you before we go into what this podcast actually is. Uh, how do you feel about somebody like Kanye West, who famously, not so much, well, still so much now, but like got his... Uh, signature sound was taking other music and making it speeding it up and how do you feel about the fact that he makes artists by collaborating with a lot of people and often does not put his, their names on the songs uh i'll dress the first thing i think it's fine sampling good i i have a really hard time um there's, there's a really big generational gap for people who are like beat making and sampling isn't music um, yeah it's bullshit I, it's bullshit there, to say that I had a great teacher who was like, well, you know, like, but isn't when you like, didn't like Led Zeppelin and the Beatles take old chord structures from other bands and put new melodies on top of it? And didn't they take melodic lines? Isn't that like the same idea as sampling sort of? Um, Is this Martin Hurley talking? Yeah. And also sampling is only a problem with our current law structure. If there was a bevy of stuff that was, you know, as of right now, if the original fucking public domain laws, I guess the Beatles would be public domain, sample them into oblivion. Um, But I don't even know people like girl talk, obviously pushed it to the limits, but those old school beastie boys albums, are you going to tell me that those aren't good because, and that's not music. I don't know. So I, I think it's fine. I like it, especially he did it in a way too, where he knew what he, it seemed like he knew what he was sampling and he was like, it was like soul music. So there was like a connection in the history yeah, of yeah, yeah. his sound. Uh, how do I feel about him not crediting people? Not great. I don't like that. Okay. I think that sucks. I think that's a big, I think it's, do you think the mindset is that being in a Kanye West song should be enough? I guess in his I, head. I think it sucks because he it's, it's the other way around where it's like, He's not, it doesn't feel like he's discovering these people. He's going to the hottest no. producers right now that are like indie, like at the time, Hudson Mohawk, Gazaffelstein. Uh, I mean, Daft Punk at the time, I guess, was huge. And he, they yeah. like, they did something together. But, you know, there's all these producers who, you know, make their own music. And if he just put their names like, you know, somewhere anywhere you know, near it. <laughs> Or even the vocalists, like they make other stuff, it would benefit them greatly. And every people would fucking listen. Maybe not go and like just because you like, uh, like just because you like Yeezus doesn't mean you'll like all of Gazaffelstein's back catalog. But it's crazy yeah. to me that no one knows that like Gazaffelstein was one of the main producers on that, and that his out he's still like I don't know. Anyways, listen to Gazaffelstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I did all of that. This is just a music podcast, Ken. This I love is it. Ken's music core. I love it. I could talk about this stuff endlessly. We should do Spotify again, and we'll just get right back into it. We should do Spotify again with a guest like Kanye West. Do you think he would? Do you think he's too big for the? He did Rogan's pod. Maybe he'd do ours. No, I. <laughs> did you see? I, I'll, this is me just quoting one thing, but David Letterman interviewing Jay Z, and he's like. Has Kanye, well, it's Kanye's attitude. Jay-Z was like, I mean, he's been like that from day one. And all of a yeah. sudden, he's just famous now. So now he looks wild. But he was saying those <laughs> kinds of things that. when he was like 21 to me when he was nobody. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a guy. But we hate him. Well, Mike, speaking of success and money, are you ready to hear what happened to this week's investment? Oh, God, put me out of my misery. Just tell me, Ken. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Last week, our money was in Tesla. We ended it with $7,910.33. And this week, after investing our money into Spotify, we lost $140.31, bringing us down to $7,770.02. Woo! No. Yeah, this and it's not and it's not even a fun reason. It's just like financial engineering where 
it's sort of like, oh, Spotify has been up and down. Spotify is a company that hasn't been profitable because it was growing. It's one of those like, mm-hmm. keep investing. It's growing. Eventually, it'll keep be profitable. Keep going. And so it made some money, but I think it's on right now on the precipice of becoming actually profitable. Like when Amazon finally became like, we're now making money. Yeah. Just and like, we're now going a goddamn moon. It just started becoming a money fire hose. I think Spotify's on the edge of that. But part of, I mean, when you look up Spotify news, part of what they're worried about is Spotify may have to pay artists more, which uh. investors are like, oh, well, that means we'll make less money. But is it for the good of artists? And shouldn't that be a good thing? God, is it business and ethics? I'm not in the regular society. I'm in it to make cold hard cash. Why should I, the investor, give a shit about art? I don't know. I right gave on. up on art when I became a <laughs> hedge fund manager. So, yeah, I mean, Spotify overall is up. <laughs> I mean, if you look at where they were, they had a giant spike in 2020. Uh, maybe. What is, is the. F- is that when they IPO'd? God, I don't know. Look at me is not that, doing that I, research. What is the fantasy of of Spotify? So let's actually, we don't ever give advice on this show, but like, let's actually think if someone were to want to invest in Spotify, like what is the fantasy here? Like what is it that they do that would make them super profitable and make their, their stock worth something? Uh, well... It's sort of like Netflix in the sense that if Spotify could become the dominant music market where everyone interfaces with music and it's the main marketplace, you could then use it to do other things like face, like Facebook did where because everyone was on Facebook, you could sell people stuff. You could put a marketplace like they've already rolled out, right? That you can buy merch through Spotify for some artists. Yeah, you can. That kind of stuff where that would be, but I would imagine, you know, it would be like their goal is to become like any giant corporation. Their goal is to zoom out to the main category, right? Like uh McDonald's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a, co- a company that starts making pies and then becomes a giant multinational company and zooms out to we do food. Like yeah, Spotify yeah, yeah, stream yeah. starts with like we stream music to we are sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that they could be that they could be that guy? I mean, they made a huge jump in the past two years into podcasts. That was a huge move for them. That was big. Uh that I had we all noticed that. That all of a sudden everyone's biggest podcast, we were like, hey. Why can't I listen to it on an on Apple podcast anymore? <clears throat> oh, it's now a Spotify exclusive. We should get one of those deals. Why don't we become a Spotify exclusive? <laughs> Is it because no one wants to listen to our show now? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> We're already exclusive to... <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I guess that's what you're holding out for. What's crazy is you really look at something like Netflix. It's like, well, Netflix it became one of the most profitable things. It's crazy because it was so exclusive. But how long did that even last? Well, that's the problem with initially what that that subscription model is very lucrative for companies in the beginning because it creates giant stable cash flows. If you have everyone paying 10 bucks a month as opposed to I'm selling candy bars and I hope everyone buys candy bars every week. This creates like yeah. we have someone signed up for an annual plan. We have a million people who signed up to pay 10 bucks a month. We can now go invest because we have guaranteed money. Yeah. But at a certain point, I mean, we saw it with Netflix. What happens when you hit the max number of people willing to subscribe? Then you yeah. have a limited amount of revenue you can make. Like wh- who else are you going to go to? Babies? They don't have money. Or unless like, you yeah, start- when you when you're at that point, Netflix, like everybody has a subscription at this point. We're 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 not tapped out. We're not capped, but it's like, but I think that is a piece of advice that people do give about investing. And it's like, look at your own life and what are things that you can't live without mm-hmm. that you think ten years from now you will still be needing. Uh, and Spotify. I mean, if you want to go that mindset on it, like I started minus the Apple Music thing, I started Spotify when I was in college in 2012 and here I am in 2022 I still have it yeah but I I suppose but I was I had an iPod before that and I wouldn't be surprised if I mean the 
who knows? Who knows where we'll go from here? I, I don't. I you honestly don't know. It could be. It, are we going to go back? I can't imagine. There's no going back. Napster kicked open a door way too wide. I, there's no going back to what we had before. No, but no, 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 no. We'll never expect what I've found with like, you know, did like in terms of like media, like Netflix and Spotify. Fuck, man. You never know what's coming next. That's true. But but I will say movie pass. It's too late for Spotify to turn into movie pass. But it's like I got. Did, did you ever have movie pass? Do no, you know it is? but uh, I if I, I I feel like I might sign up for one if i'm ever in a place where that would make sense you well you can't sign up for one because it doesn't exist anymore doesn't amc movie have pa- a deal oh movie right they do. Movie Pass something people else. try to do something like it but there's nothing like it because it was so awesome that it fell apart it was like 10 bucks a month or something like that and you got a credit card and it was unlimited movie theater movies it was insane. And it was like everybody in LA got one and everybody like instantly they were like, whoa, 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 people are seeing too many movies. And like Wait, so did you have to pay a fee monthly? It was a subscription. So you paid a monthly fee of some sort. You could see as many I movies mean, as you wanted to. I saw I yeah, my movie pass, I had a I got a credit card. It was ten bucks a month that I spent I spent on that subscription. And then when I went, I just took out my card and I was like, I'm a I'm a I'm a card carrying member, and they were like, "Go on in," and they would like tally it. I was and I was seeing like five, six, seven movies a month for like ten bucks, and the company like it was it was big news, and people were like, "This new company is really successful. It's spreading out all over the place." And then they were like, "Okay, well now we're gonna go from ten dollars to like twenty five, or it's uh it's thirty bucks a month, and then it's only two dollars for every movie you see." And they like tried to get back, they tried to like rein it in, and they just couldn't do it. It's it's people hard. are trying to replicate it though. That's the problem with that is the big issue with giant corporations is when something like that happens that people like. There's no reason that should have stopped. It's because there's a giant corporation that's able to put the thumb down on it and say, nope, that's not good for us. If there yeah. was like a nimble, if they were a nimble company and they were able to figure it out, like if it, like there's other things they could have done, right? This is the problem yes, with Napster, yes. with Spotify. The question becomes, if my, if the thing, right? Like if my music is not the thing making me the most money, like it used to selling my music, how do I make money instead? And that was that transition you were talking about, like bands into brands, Right. Drake becoming a personality and his brand becoming a thing. And so his music is a piece of his thing. And like, you know, I think the movie industry hasn't hasn't hip gotten quite hip to that. Like, you know, if movies, if everyone's seen a bunch of these movies and like you were like, well, you have to pay 10 bucks for this extra special screening where Peter Jackson will be there. Or there's like extra content you can like watch or like, hey, like, but I don't know. There's still that business model of movies is still so tied to the ticket price of going yeah. to watch it. So man, movie pass it's, sounds like a dream though. I mean, how I, they must feel like idiots now. Like what you gotta be careful. I mean, ugh, sorry. I just, I just talked to everybody. They, they, they grew too fat. Like it was. And like you said, if they were a nimble company, you see this with startups all the time, but they were a nimble company. I'm not talking shit on their CEO or their management, but I, they obviously weren't good enough. There were ways they could have maybe done something with this hyper huge popularity, but listen, for ten dollars a month, this so movie pass for ten dollars a month, the service offered virtually unlimited tickets to an array of movie theaters, like unlimited for ten dollars a month. Like movie tickets cost for fifteen, sixteen dollars now. <laughs> like, have you seen? Have you been in the movies? It's so fucking expensive. Well, I, I enjoyed a theater in New York when I was there called Nighthawk, which is a place that I like, love Nighthawk. They give you good food and good drink and like, hey, that's a hell of an idea. Turn the theater into yeah. a fucking bar. Yeah. When you come to L.A. soon, if uh, if if the circumstances allow, we should go to Alamo Draft House. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. It's like a Chunkies. They give you food and milkshakes and stuff there it's good stuff but well, last quick question because i know we gotta we gotta get to the, the end i'm not expecting anything special or any kind of surprise <laughs> but um do, do you think that that's uh the, that what happened to the movie the music industry if we're going from 
buying a record to now you have everything. But now the movie industry is streaming and like, don't look up this Meryl Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio giant movie released in some theaters, but then streamed the same day. Like, do you I, think it's God, getting no away? No idea. I have no idea. I am so curious because all of those companies, HBO, Max, Netflix, are so tight-lipped about what's going on behind the curtain of analytics, right? They don't let they don't give that information to the creator. So I don't know how the money works or how like how anyone gets paid. Uh, I feel like part of me is worried it's a giant bubble that's going to collapse at some point. All these streaming yeah. services, um, but I don't know, man. As a consumer. I like it. I I don't have a problem theoretically with movie theaters becoming like record stores where they're a bit of a novelty. Yeah. Do you have I a, mean, a, do you how do you feel about that? I mean, I I I get mad about it sometimes and I'm like I don't know why because I am a big movie theater person. I love going to the movies. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I go like to go with friends. I like to go by myself. And then sometimes I'm like they can't stream and it's going to ruin the movie theater. I'm like it, but I, I think the only thing I hate about it is that it might put movie theaters out of business. But I'm like, why do I care if someone with kids is like, yeah, I prefer to just watch it at my house with my family. I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's how people interface with media. Everyone's different. I think all that matters at the end of the day is that I care about artists getting paid their fair share and making sure that, um, you know, pushing art towards a meritocracy, which it isn't always. Um, but in some way, I just hope that, you know, I like when there's always going to be people that like fucking Wolfpack that just go, well, you know what we'll do? We'll make an album of all silence and tell all of our fans to turn it on as they sleep and we'll get paid a bunch of money, which is what they did. <laughs> that is very funny that they did that. I did not know that. Turn it on. I, well, last thing I want to say, I'm, I've said 10 last things, but I was thinking about you today as we were, I knew we were doing this episode. I listened to... I was like, I mean, you look at like Drake, it's like how many album downloads or how many listens does he have? And then there's this playlist that I listen to on Spotify called Deep Focus that's just like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, listen to it with my like noise canceling headphones when I'm working for like eight hours a day sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, would you rather have a rock and roll album that made like under under five figures or would you rather become a multimillionaire for like your deep focus playlist that you made? There's, there's artists that make music for Twitch now and they make tons of money because they make songs that are like, Hey, if you, there's like a library, there's a, a library you as a streamer can subscribe to because, uh, I don't know if you were, uh, hip to this that uh, I keep saying hip to this like I'm a fucking 60s. I'm hip to this <laughs> but uh, when Twitch had that problem where they weren't um, flagging anyone for using copyrighted content on their streams yikes uh, but then they did and if you had if you use like if you use I don't know like the Beatles on your stream your account was taken down Aye. and suspended but then this library of music showed up and said hey we have a bunch of independent artists who like you just pay like five bucks a month you can use this whole library of music as much as you want that's pretty awesome and there were a couple of artists that had tons of music and they just made a bunch of fucking money um so yeah always things are always going to change always keep looking for opportunity that's what martin hurley thing what i like to say is when you see a homeless man uh, there was a homeless man on the street playing the trumpet and the first time he put his hat down upside down and somebody tossed a nickel into that hat while he was playing the trumpet, that was the birth of the music industry. <laughs> is that something you really say? Or is that something I you say just it every said? morning. I say it every single morning, Ken. Oh, every wow. day. And Dude. I invented that too. Uh, anyone who will listen, really. This is my one for today. I'll tell you that off. Whoa, Mike! What? Oh, I, just ah! got, I just got an oh. email. From who? We got oh, offered God, no. a record contract. Oh! <laughs> but the problem is, we don't have a band name, or a genre, or a name of an album, or the name of a hit song. Oh, no! When do we have to have this done by? The end of the podcast! Oh, Jesus, that's right now. All right, Mike. All right, so if you and I had a band, what would it be called? I think it's got to be uh, Baby Bimpkins. Baby Bimpy. Baby Bibby. Baby Bibby Bumpkins. 
the baby the baby baby bumpkin bumpers. The baby baby bumpkin bumpers. It baby, rolls baby, off the bumpkin. tongue. The quadruple Bs. Yeah, I love it. Oh, you've been listening quadruple to four B, man. Four B. What does four B stand for? Only the real fans know. Oh, the baby baby bumpkin bumpers. Baby baby bumpkin bumper. Baby baby. And if you say it three times, we come smashing through the window. Mike, and what is the genre of uh, baby, baby, bumpkin bumpers? I could think of something funny and silly to say, but I genuinely feel this way. I don't think there's anything better than a new funk band. Funk? You talking Dude. like you talking like Wolfpack funk, or are you talking like even harder? Mm, f- uh, definitely way harder. Have you ever heard? <laughs> have you ever heard? Have you ever heard Thunder Boogie? <laughs> that sounds familiar. And I feel like that's something that Hayden put into your life. It's it's it, like it's a right. band. I don't even really remember their music as much as the name says it all. Kind of like when Volpec has their like, I want big bellowing bass that's like a like like slapping bass. You all like yeah, real funky bass that's like your the headphones are shaking and your brain is like rattling. And now we're going to I'm going to kick this. We're going to each do uh we have two we have to come up with two demos for the label. So I'll take one, you take one. I'll give you the name of a song and you'll sing it to me the chorus and then okay. you give me the name of a song and I'll sing the chorus. I'll record it all send it to the label and I will see how much money they give us. Okay, that sounds great. Uh do you want to go first or you want me to sing first? Uh whatever whatever you'd like, sir. I want you to sing a song uh, called Coconut Curry Rice. Oh, 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 oh! Coconut, coconut oh. curry! Coconut, coconut curry rice! Coconut, coconut curry! <laughs> feeling nice, feeling nice, feeling nice! Coconut, co- oh, let me bring it down. Coconut, coconut curry! Coconut curry and rice! Coconut, coconut curry! Feeling so nice! Ha! Coconut, coconut curry, coconut, Korean rice, coconut, Korean rice, oh, feeling so nice when I'm eating my curry, bow, 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 bow. Okay, uh, so that's Jesus that Christ. Now, what the listeners at home don't know hit. is that I, I got up and danced. I started moving my <laughs> microphone so that I can also get up and dance. I hope people didn't hear it. I'm all- Mike... Can you please regale the audience with our other one-hit wonder song, Cold Weather Mama? Cold weather mama, cold weather papa, whether the weather is nice or whether the weather is coconut rice. You've got to feel free. A little different from the funk. Yeah, I bought the Four B's <laughs> album, and the first song is like funk bigger, <laughs> and then there's like a Dean Martin style song. Hey, <laughs> they really ham it up, full orchestra, <laughs> full, too much orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> It was almost distracting. <laughs> it must have been a hundred-piece orchestra. <laughs> I, was, and then, I was hearing instruments I've never heard before. <laughs> the album cover was a, a man's butt in a thong, and the thong was the bass string. <laughs> it's, just, called, it's called just, Slap This. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to imagine I was a little confused <laughs> when it started with da, 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 da. <laughs> when the hundred piece orchestra and, and, and eight minutes of the orchestra warming up with that like <laughs> on track six of a 14, 15 track album. Oh, the, the quadruple B's. I love it. I would listen. Oh, you gotta. Cold weather mama. Cold weather mama. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much for helping me get that contract all squared away. We'll let you know what happens with that. But, uh, Mike, this has been a fun one. I, I, I know normally, um, you know, I, I, I ask you a bunch of questions. And uh, thank you for letting me pontificate 
about Spotify on this episode. Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. You we'll know see, what we'll I like about happens. this? What? We'll see what happens. And what I what? <laughs> Let me go. Ow. <laughs> what I liked about this is what I think people will like. People like about the show is if you come into the show. You know, the the premise of this show is so simple. It's two idiots just dumping their money into stuff. But you get a little bit of what you whatever it is you want. Do you want Kraft Heinz and mac and cheese? We'll talk about mac and cheese. You want to talk about the movies? We'll talk about the movies. If if someone wants to know anything about Spotify, they can click on this episode and they actually will learn something about Spotify. And I do I do enjoy that. I feel bad for our real favorites, our loyal listeners who listen to every episode. And, and this one, they're like, what the hell is going on here? But <laughs> I love... <laughs> No, I think there's actually some value in this. And Spotify is a really interesting company. I'm glad we got the word out. Well, if you want to hear more of this, you can go to patreon.com slash the paper jam pod, subscribe four bucks a month, get extra bonus content. Mike and I are about to head off and record another Patreon app. So if you want to check that out, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. If you guys want to know what my New Year's resolution is, you got to get on patreon.com slash the paper jam pod. I'm going to dish all of it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my resolutions last year and if I did them or not. And if you don't do that and you don't want to spend the $3.99 a month for almost 40 bonus episodes, you guys can give us five stars on Apple Music. You can give us a comment. We really would love that and appreciate that. What? What else can people do? There's nothing on Spotify that you can just do. Tell, to, if you like it, just tell oh, your friends. Or tell your friends and go on Spotify and Play us like you play The Office. Play it just in the background <laughs> at all times. That would be great for me. That would be great if you just want to just if you want to game the system. Just play this on Spotify. Turn the volume down. Just let it run all day. That would make me so happy. And 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 record and <clears throat> record yourself doing it and put it on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And, how and hashtag that, it. But <laughs> hashtag it. Hashtag it. Never stopping. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Music for Audio.